Hello everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. And this week we are talking about Stephen Reed because everyone's talking about Stephen Reed, aren't they? And if we're not talking about him now, I don't know when we're going to. He's because the boy of the moment. Feels like it feels like his days might be numbered. We'll no. have to see. <laughs> Sorry, Gemma, told you to rate this to you, but your beloved Stephen um, may well be um, <laughs> counting down the, the, the days. Well, maybe <laughs> hours. Well, yeah. <laughs> until I don't arrives. think he's got more than an hour left. <laughs> maybe not. In the well, world of Coronation no, Street. No, it's, it's currently Thursday. There's one day until the end of Super Soap Week. It's kind of looking like he might not make that uh, out of it in one piece I don't know whether he's going to die don't know whether he's going to escape don't know whether he's going to get arrested well, my, my money's on dying he lives forever in my heart yeah exactly and um, we thought that we would have a bit of a chat today about who he should have killed because yeah. he's got a couple of um, bodies under the belt three um, yeah which is Teddy and Leo and Rufus yes but so can potential. he have more? There's po- well, I mean, there is still the possibility of more this week, isn't there? You know, we've got one more day left. There's an awful lot of chat going around the internet about the fact that he may well have one more victim to come. So, um, but we're, we're, we're going to we look at... We, we don't know, for sure. We know who who the suspects are. Yes. Not suspects, the, the candidates. The, the, the candidates, the, the hot favourites for Stephen to kill. So we're not going to be talking about those We're today. not going to be talking about Tim. Because we don't want this to be completely out of date within 24 hours. Because Tim's dead. No, to Tim me. is not dead. To Tim's me. going to be fine. To me. Uh, not talking about Rita, Jenny, Sarah, Michael, Carla, Carla Peter, Peter. Any of those, even though some are very Audrey. unlikely, uh, are not viable they've suspects. Been, they've been uh, not viable by the, the show longest. as yeah. possible uh, yeah. candidates for death. So everybody's so, talked about those. So yeah. I thought it would be fun to see you know, who New. else could or mm-hmm. should Stephen yeah. have bumped off. Um, at some point, you know, it doesn't have to be now. We haven't re- got much change. He's quite busy history. at the moment. Yeah, a bit of rewriting history. So it's a little bit of imagination time. Mm-hmm. But we're going to say, well, what stories might we have liked and who might we have liked to have seen come to a sticky end? Um, now, this, the format that we're going to be using today will be something that if you're a patron of ours, um, Bistro Tier and Above, you'll know all about because this is this is what we do on a monthly basis on Patreon. We take a topic and then Jammer and I both come up with our individual top fives and we count them down. I do my five, you do my five, your five and so on well, sometimes until we, we do reach that. our one. Mostly we do that. Sometimes we do a joint one Some, where yeah. we, we come up with a topic that's a bit more limited and then we... We hash it out together and have an argument until Michael agrees with me. That's that's often how and it goes. And then we down, come up yeah. with a, a joint top five. For example, we did a top five Gail's husbands. Yeah. And there's only so many of those, and we thought if we come up with our own list, it's going to be pretty boring. So we, we came saving. up with one together. So today we have got the whole of Coronation Street cast, which is quite quite big, that and we're going to be thinking yeah, about and which five oh. would be most like Stephen to have killed at some point in the last. 12 months. And the other rule is that we don't know what the other person has picked. Oh yeah, that's the usual rule for patrons. So still the rule today. I've got no idea what's on Gemma's list. She doesn't know what's on mine. No. We always have our suspicions. And yeah. um, sometimes, sometimes it's more obvious. Sometimes it's more obvious than others. Sometimes we're in complete agreement and we like go, oh, we've got the same ones. And sometimes we're completely sometimes wildly I'm different. So we'll just have to see. Yeah. So as well as saying who um, we'd want Stephen to kill off today. We've also decided to come up with some stories about um, how he might have done it. Yeah. So there's a little yeah. bit of little bit of imagination involved in so there. It's always fun to, to do these. Even if you're driving, close your eyes and let us bring you... Don't really do this if you're driving. <laughs> let us bring you to a magical place of Coronation Street of the Imagination yeah. where anything we say can happen and we don't care about things like people's contracts or... Whether oh. or not 
they might be upset to be cut from the show. <laughs> this isn't personal. It's not about anybody, individual actors. It's about no. We love everybody actors. on the show. But we might have selected some people, um, characters, depending on certain characteristics. Yeah. What, how, did you find this easy to come up with a list? Yeah, I did. So, so um, my... Go on. And, and, and did you mostly go with characters that would be kind of interesting storyline-wise for Stephen to have bumped off? Or did you are you just trying to get rid of some characters that you think are past their sell-by date, perhaps? Or just, just ones that you kind of would like to get rid of? Well, I thought to myself, what, what, was, what would be the purpose of me to p- pick certain characters? And I thought, you know, in general, just for the excitingness of, <coughs> of getting rid of somebody who might be popular. Yes. Don't know if I ended up doing that in the end. I, I, <laughs> or to, yeah, remo- to remove a boring or unpopular character, or maybe just a character I don't like, because I don't think they've killed off Tim. And I think that was a big mistake. So I think they <laughs> owe me a favour. Right? So I've suggested some people that I might like to get rid of. And again, I'm not in charge. I don't hate the actors. This isn't personal. It's all just a big joke. Nobody get upset. I'm not in charge of anything. My opinions don't count. It's all just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that said, we're going to be talking about death. Yeah, and, and kind of probably dissing some current characters yeah, as well. maybe. Who we don't particularly like. But there's know. still time. As as everybody's got characters they don't like. I don't know why we need to explain ourselves. As long but... as they're not dead, there's still time to turn these characters around. So maybe this is a warning. Yeah. Maybe d- this is a list of people that, <laughs> that they need I, I to it's... write in a different way. Uh, unless Stephen does miraculously keep on going... Um, after tomorrow's episode. I don't think any of what we say at the moment is actually going to happen, but maybe we've got some ideas that are so good, ITV might say, you know what, we're going to go against the usual grain and we're going to do a retcon. Oh, wow. And say this idea actually happened. We we spontaneously combusted Gary. It was very weird. No, he's not on my list. I'm I'm really excited. I always enjoy doing the Patreon episodes each month. It's always fun to find out what you've picked and to come up with my list as well. Um, and as I say, don't forget you can join. You, yeah, you can if you if you like $5, this as well. Five dollars, fifty a month. You can join our Patreon. For the tier that you get bonus episodes, there's over fifty. No, there are not over fifty. There are 50. under fifty, but only just. We've got forty nine Patreon top fives over the past few years. So if you sign up, then, yeah, if you sign up now, you get. 49 that's over that's over two days bonus episodes of solid you can listen to right now listening for your pleasure but yeah. but for now we're gonna go into who's gonna go first um, uh, Stephen Reed I think Library. I would like you to go first okay today. ladies first who's your number five person that you <clears> would like <throat> Stephen Reed to have killed off right first of all I need to explain my my thought process because I've actually got I've got five people, but two of them are linked, which is, I know, slightly awkward for counting down to number one, (laughs) but um, I couldn't help myself. In in your list, are your five, like at the end of this, are all five dead or is this five potential, yeah, possibly individual stories? Okay, okay. Okay. So So go on then, number five. My first standalone scenario and I, I think some people are going to get upset with this one. I'm going to admit that. I'm just slurping my tea. I'm not going to spit it out, am I? Um, Go on, let's write. I don't think it's... Contra- it's not my, controversial my for us, but I think there might be some people amongst the fan group who, who will mourn the magnificent... Okay. Go on, who is it? Who is it? Bonds. Adam. Oh, Adam. You're going to come up Adam right. Because I thought to myself, now, what am I going to achieve here? What am I going to get out of this? I thought, brings in the Barlows. Mm-hmm. Sets up a Barlow versus Platt fight that properly will ignite the street oh, yeah, yeah. because you've got a, a plat surrogate plat mm. killing off a major barlow mm-hmm. okay 
Um, it links to Sarah, obviously. Yeah. And um, I also I'm kind of finding Adam treading water a bit since since Ad- Sarah's a fair. I mean, lots of people uh, have been treading water through this year. I mean, there's plenty of characters that we've not seen enough of, I think, this year. But I would say that Adam has never particularly been either of our favourites, has he? Well, we didn't really like Sarah and Adam as a couple for a long time. Then no. they had their drama and we found them interesting. Just to just Yeah, to yeah, sure, we, we did really enjoy that Adam sure and Sarah story this, earlier this year. I think all the actors do a fantastic job with the, what <laughs> yeah, they get given. <laughs> okay, listen. I, I think even some actors might agree, and I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth here that I'm talking about, that their roles could be more significant. So... I just find Adam a little not, bit... I don't it's not like, a reflection on anybody that they're... I don't like their character. <laughs> I don't like his cockiness. I, I think he's I the sort like of person it. that if I knew him in real life, I'd, he'd peeve me. Yeah, but we need a few people like that that are going to make you prickly. But that's not what this is about. This is about how I get Stephen to kill Adam. Okay, go for it. So, the obvious link here is that Stephen was involved in the baby drama. Yes. He was the one who interfered with the reveal and um, forged the note. Mm -hmm. Sarah found out about it. So, Adam, somehow... This this is the least fleshed out one I've got. Okay. Adam somehow finds out that Stephen got involved in the baby drama. And he twists this in his head that... It's actually Stephen's fault that he and Sarah aren't together anymore. I thought you were going to say that it's actually Stephen's baby. <laughs> that would be weird. I haven't gone there, but... Good, okay. Okay. Um, so he decides he's going to take revenge. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So he realises after Jenny... Jenny's asked... Remember Jenny asked him to get involved in the pub stuff when Waterford's got involved and they were trying to sack everybody. And she... Adam came in and he said he was going to... Give her, give her a hand, didn't he? Yeah. Right? So he gets involved in this, and since this has happened, I'm going to pretend that this week didn't ever no, happen. No, no, that's, okay? that's fine. So, so in the future, Adam is going through all the pub stuff, and he's realising, as he's looking at this stuff, that Stephen's been up to, th- up to things, like maybe he's been skimming money out of the till, maybe he's been pretending he's put in character, yeah. for stuff that he, he hasn't. Short, apparent, yeah, yeah. He uh, accused Glenn's short changing him that time. Maybe like, maybe there's a fake employee that doesn't actually exist. So so he, he's realised that, that Stephen's been fiddling along with this. So he calls Stephen to his office and he confronts him about what his shenanigans have been involved in. And he says, I'm going to ruin your reputation and get you fired from the factory. You you ruined my life. I'm going to ruin your life. So, Stephen hits him over the head with Dee Dee's trophy. Do you remember Dee Dee? Oh yeah, she does have a lawyer What's trophy. What's it called? Shining Star or Newcomer yeah. Best Newcomer Lawyer Award? Did you get that idea partly from last night when yeah, you know, Stephen was gonna? Yeah, I yeah. Thought so. I thought I'd know another trophy that's also <laughs> significant. Um, he gets knocked unconscious. So then, Stephen sets a fire using a candle that Dee Dee's been given from a client for her good work. Right. I couldn't think of how this to This is your least fire. fleshed out one. Yeah, oh my gosh. Okay. By a long <laughs> shot. This is probably more fleshed out than any of mine. Okay, right. keep going. So, so Didi's, Didi's done some great charity work or something and she's been given a candle. Like, like a good Christian that she is, yeah. And, and so Stephen, because how else do you start a fire in a, in a lawyer's office? I don't know. I mean, you've seen that lawyer's office. I'm pretty sure that not everything's been pat tested there, and maybe the electrics are <laughs> ever true. so slightly dodgy. There might be. I might come back to electrics in a future story, so I didn't want to use it. Okay. I, I wanted to make sure that each of these kills was a, was an, a unique thing, uh, something that hasn't been done on, on coronation. Well, not necessarily, but I just didn't want to use the same old thing again. 
Um, and also I realised that Stephen's kills aren't really themed to anything, are they? What do you mean? Well, it's not like, and then he killed Rufus with his business award. And then he killed, he killed Leo by... I mean, Rufus drowned in, in his own opulence, you could well, say. Well, yeah, I know, but anyway... So he sets a fire, uses the candle Dee was given by a client. Adam regains consciousness and he kind of, he's crawling about, but eventually he succumbs to the fumes and it's all very tragic and sad. And then when the scene is uncovered, Dee Dee becomes a suspect because it was her oh. thing that was used. Yeah. And um, nobody really knows nobody that And Stephen gets to, to bludgeon another day. Yeah. So like this it. is not, this is like a mid-Stephen story, mid mid Stephen's yeah. life. Sang. That sounds good. I, th- I think that having a dead Adam would work well for the show, particularly as, like you said, the relationship with Sarah. There would probably be some regret there about the the way that their really relationship turned. Yes, yeah. Tina O'Brien, very good at yeah. crying. We've already seen it in the flash forwards this week. Yeah. I think that would be a very good. And, and for her to find out, yeah, that it's her uncle that has killed her husband, ex husband, whatever yeah. they are at the moment. Yeah, I like that. I She'll like that. She'll get very upset about it. And then also all the Barlows can be like, you plats and mm. you know, literally two sides of the street will be at war with each other, which I think is great. Yeah, and, this and isn't the first time that we've discussed the idea of the Barlow Platt feud. I think um Scripta Scene on Twitter has been particularly um, uh, yeah. vocal about wanting Yeah, that I mean kind it's like development. it's like, you know, the Montagues and the Capulets. Yeah. And also, um, the oldest, very established families, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really feel like we've ever got anywhere with it. And also, I know that there was a lot of shady business going on within the Barlows, but they're kind of like lawful, chaotic, aren't they? The Platts, they're actually a crime family. I've realised this. <laughs> they're like the crime family of Weatherfield because they, they're stealing money, killing people. They, they're the... But by far, the group of people that have committed the most crimes and got away with it, aren't they? Yeah. And they're always involved in crimes as well. It's not just it's not just perpetrating them, but, you know, Kylie, Kylie was stabbed. Um, what Shona was uh, kidnapped by her son. You got, she was shot in a box by a completely different group of people. Mm. Trouble follows Trouble them everywhere. Follows the and so if the Barlows kind of set themselves up as this kind of like, oh, we're so saintly and wonderful. We're all brainy, brainiacs and great. And then the, the Platts are kind of like the, the awful... A family of disrepute. I think it'd be quite funny for yeah. you know for a few years. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> before that. Before we all I like forget. That. So yeah, punk on the head, can- candle fire. Did you have yeah. Adam anywhere? Um, I, no, Adam is not up with this. Okay. Uh, he might have been on my um. Yeah, he was on my honourable mentions. I'll say that. That's yeah. another thing, everybody, that we do on the Patreon. Oh. We we do our honourable mentions between oh, yeah. points two and one. Right, and also out a bit longer. Um, a lot of girls will cry because he's handsome and men. Yeah, lot of girls, sure. men who sure. like his beautiful hair mm. and his lovely dashing good looks and his great fashion sense. It that hair is be... quite a fire hazard, I think, isn't it? All mm. greased up. Well, we need. I just thought we of another way that you could some some big characters. I think. I think. Kyle oh needs yeah, to take absolutely. More risks. I mean, Stephen has only bumped off minor characters so really? far. This may be about Not to change. Fair to say that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say another another way of. Um, starting a fire in the lawyer's office something that creates a lot of friction that goes on in the lawyer's office fairly often on that desk bonking saying, oh. well Stephen shags Adam to death that doesn't no, make but any just, sense no but that could be another way that the <laughs> that the fire starts there's a, there's an awful lot of bonking that goes in the office just I so. don't know who Adam would be having sex with that Stephen could walk in on okay just an idea I think you're just putting Maybe candles. dirty thoughts in maybe I am okay my number five Ready for this? Nobody dies by Snoo Snoo in any of mine. <laughs> My number five is a character that I just kind of think is 
had enough on Coronation Street, and I, although I used to like them quite a lot, um, I, 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 I think that they, they need to go. No, I'm not. I'm, no, you can't guess because you might have oh. a few. In it. It's Mary. Really? I'm having, I'm having Stephen killing Mary. I don't have her on I, my I just, I'm, I'm just a oh, bit. Oh, that's how do you, how do you pull, pull how, this off? I thought, yeah, how do I sleep at night? How do um, you? <laughs> I, I, just, I know you. You go to sleep like a baby every night. I do, I do. My, my conscience is clear. Yeah, it is. I, I just, I'm, I'm fed up you of her stories. To, we don't I, need to. Um, yes, we do. This is my, this is my reasoning behind it. The... I'm fed up of her stories. I, I, she, she's not doesn't strike me as a, a realistic person anymore. I mean, maybe she never was. But I, I just feel that like I'm getting the same thing again and again and again for Mary. I do, I do like her, and but I, I, I think, I think that she's run her course. I don't think there's anywhere more for Mary to go. And this would, for me, be a great shock death. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it will come out of nowhere because she's not involved at all. No. Um, it, yeah, exactly. So coming out of the blue would be fantastic. I think that murdering a comedy character would be quite unusual as well. Well, we know it's like stabbing a clown. That she can do, um, what's the actress? Patty Clare. Patty Clare, sorry. We know that she's very good at drama. Most of the comedy characters have got a lot of versatility and they can actually be incredibly poignant. She was great during the, um, during the Jude story. Jude storyline, I think. She's so, she's so talented. Yeah. I just think that really she gets stuck with being a bit silly and annoying these days. And I, I think it's time that, Mary moved on. I, I want to maybe get rid of that kind of character. I prefer but her to go off in a camper van in in into well, the. I think sunset. I I would prefer that as well. Okay. But I want her gone, and this is my easy way of doing it. Well, it's it. fine because we've both been. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. We've both been appointed executive producers of ITV soap. Oh yeah, yeah, we got that. Job, um, so we? we've actually this is our <laughs> mandate. We can do what we like. I also thought that if Mary died, then you. Is it not? Okay. Um, you, you were talking about Patty being able to do the dramatic scenes really well, and I say, well, so too can Peter Gunn. And with the story oh. that's been running this year, very, very on and off of him being a bit sweet for Mary, I think this could be the <gasps> proper opportunity like for, for Peter to um, show his acting Peter chops as Brian mourns the loss of his, his beloved Mary, who you know maybe never got, to, so never you got to get together. So you don't want a repeat of... The Christmas where he spewed over everybody as a hilarious joke. No, that, I don't want that. You'd rather have him cry. Yeah, I, I want to okay. see the Brian that we saw um, reading Abby's witness statement say, the other that year. That was excellent. <coughs> I'm not sure how that happened mm. or why, but I, I I appreciate what we got out of that. Yeah. Right. So this this is my story idea. This is probably okay. one of my least um, developed ones. I, I kind of like it to be a wrong place at the wrong time kind of death, a little bit like Maxine. Makes sense. Because there's no real reason, of course, why Stephen would want to kill Mary. Um, so it, Well, he doesn't watch the show. Exactly, exactly. Or maybe he does find it just very, very annoying in real life. But my, in my idea, <laughs> this is going to be a bit of a surprise one yeah. because um, Patty Clare, in, this, in my fantasy, <laughs> has right. announced that she's leaving, right? Oh. But... There's a story going on about her reconnecting with Jude, her long lost oh, son. So everyone's thinking. Everyone's thinking she's just going to go off with Jude. So in this story, okay. Jude is back. He's he's got back together with Angie again after all the unpleasantness that went have that went there. Angie's forgiven him. They're living together in South Africa with baby Jude. Well, he's not a baby anymore. He's what three, four, five. I don't know how long ago it was. So they're a lovely, happy family in South South Africa. Jude, George, and and Angie. Always oh, five or six, apparently. 
So he's old enough to be very cute and he's he got a personality. And, and Mary falls head over heels in love with him. She, she's Aww. like, brilliant, I'm a grandma, oh, this is everything I want. Michael, you dick. Um, and, she's, and she's saying, oh, do I, Jude says, come over to South Africa, live with us. And J- Mary's saying, oh, but you know, I, do I want to make such a big move? I, I can't decide. I, I'm going to decide soon, though. So she hasn't told Jude that she's coming. But we see her decide that, yes, she is going to go, but she's not going to tell him. She's just going to surprise him by turning up there, okay? Okay. So we know she's going. Jude doesn't know for sure that his mum's coming. Mary has to Are break... Are seeing any scenes of Jude and Andrew? Yeah, why not? So they're doing Bring on, Paddy on and Victoria. location shoots in South Africa. Yes. Okay, okay well, the... the budget's increased. Exactly. This okay. is fantasy, I tell you. So you, you went until some of my later ones. So Mary's got to break this news <laughs> to Brian, who is dramatically on the cusp of confessing his feelings to her. Um, Or does he have a little card that he has to hide behind his back? Maybe. Maybe he's like, Mary, I've got something to tell you. And Mary says, no, no, no. Let me tell you something first. And then Brian's like gesturing to like the mariachi band. No, no, hide. (laughs) Exactly. So it's it's utterly tragic. So she she parts ways with Brian on the way to the airport. Now, this is a little bit underdeveloped in my head, but she's going to see one of Stephen's misdemeanours. So maybe she sees him Killing... Slapping a baby. No, no, you know, maybe I she sees know. him killing um, Leo or, or Teddy or something. We're, we're, well, we're back in time. We're really now. back far. Yeah, it depends, it depends when this is set in the year. It doesn't matter. Or, or something. He's done many so dodgy he... things this year. So okay. he's at this point, has got no choice but to bump Mary off because <laughs> yeah. she's seen him and he's like, well, right, sorry, okay. Mary. He bumped what? Right, does he know... She sees him, but does he see her? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so he's got no choice and whatever she's caught him doing, it's... There's no explaining it really. So she's so just walking alone. He's gonna he's gonna bump into her along the canal, in the under her underworld luggage. van. Oh, then he's underworld going... van. Yeah, is she walking along the road? Yeah, whatever. Maybe. I'm just asking you. Yeah, so he runs over with the van, but then <laughs> drives off. But then, oh, no. then he tells the police, "I saw someone hit her with the van." So he sends the police off on a wild goose chase. Maybe Craig's in charge of the investigation Probably. or something, and he's just like, "Whatever you say, Stephen, I believe you." Mm-hmm. And um, Stephen manages to get away with it. And, and that's the end of Mary. And and oh, tragically, no. Jude didn't even know whether Mary was oh. going. Um, and then he's like... Where's mum? Where's mum? And then turns up. she let me down again. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but then, Sting in the tail, right. who turns up at Mary's funeral, her mum. George. Her mum. <gasps> yeah. Played by Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. Playing... Yeah. Or Julie... Is Julie Walter still alive? I lose track of it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well... well One of the great thefts. Turns up as Mary's mum. I know she's canonically dead in the show, but she's also <laughs> she's also been talked about as if she's alive. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna have that. It's uh, tragic that we don't get to see them share a screen together. Maybe they have a little flashback or something. I don't know. But Mary's mum introduces a character, um, and that's the end of that. So Mary, can I, it's can my I number suggest five pick. One 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 little twist. Yeah. Um, Stephen steals the florist van to run her over. Oh, nice. Okay. And and he throws a rose on her body <laughs> and then drives off. Just nice. for yeah. poignancy. Well, maybe if it was the florist van, they can trace it to the van and they say, "Is it was it Tracy that did it? She she has got form, form for murder. And she does hate Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, Mary could probably wind her up sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and also then we get to see some great Kate Ford acting because she's also often used for comedy. You know, more recently she's been quite dramatic with the Amy storyline, but I would love to see her perform finding out that Mary's dead. Yeah. I think that would be a really great scene. I think that that would have quite a big effect because although I although she winds me up at the moment, I, I 
I acknowledge that there is an awful lot of affection for her. I think lots of people would be very sad that Mary died. Um, it would be the big death, like you know, like like the Maxine one, like the oh no, not not possibly sweet innocent blank, um, <laughs> and, and, that, and blank. that would and that would cement Stephen as the ultimate serial killer. I'm not saying it is, but it would help him along the way at least. So that's my number five. It's a back over to you for your number four. Okay. Who have you picked? Oh right. I've picked a character that's also fallen out of favour with me. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people are massively keen on this character. Mm-hmm. Again, there's loads of room for redemption. Yeah. But not in my book. <laughs> Come on, who is this it? This person's going to die. It's Chesney. <gasps> oh, Ches. Yep, yep. There's so much potential to kill off Chesney here. He's be- beloved child star of to the To be honest, street. with Chesney, you could do a who done it. That's probably... I know. <laughs> Which viewer did this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, not massively popular. He's kind of hangdog. He's a bit of a bummer and a downer, but he does have very strong family connections on the street with um, the the Winters and the. That's it, isn't it? He's the Browns. Yeah, he's the, he's the lone Brown. He's got five kids that are all going to cry and how ha- use this as motivation is Brown, isn't he? for um for for. For all the misdemeanors that they commit in the future, um, why not have a young dad dies instead of a young mum dies for once? Yeah, that's going against the uh, tradition, isn't it? It is. And let's bring back the burger storyline that was chugging along somewhere and then just the got completely burger. lost. So is this Chesney's, is this part of your plan? Yeah, Chesney's okay. supposed to be. Uh, he's got dreams. We've heard of being an entrepreneur and starting a burger business with his cheeseburger that he's so talented at, but he has to give up his dreams uh, because of his annoying wife and five children. You know what? I I did consider Chesney briefly. He's not appeared on my list. Um, I think I think I soften a bit towards him. It's not yeah. like I love him. Do you know what it is? It's because but... he's so... Oh, this is a horrible word to use. Pathetic. It feels it starts to feel like... Bu- it starts kicking, to feel like a puppy here, Gemma. Because he's so... He's got no defences, has he? He's just such a miserable character. I know, but I, I don't like I didn't like the idea of splitting up that family. I do like Gemma and I didn't want to heap more tragedy on Gemma's well, life. There's a so lot I've not to picked say. him, so go on, what's this what's your part, story here? Right, this is part of my double double kill story. Oh, you're not killing Gemma as well, are you? Let me tell you okay, my okay. number three and then no, this is my number four. Yeah. Then I'll tell you my number three after your your number four. Okay. Uh, but it will be linked to this. Okay. okay? So you need it. to retain this information, oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah, okay. Stephen realises Chesney's a mark. What? Uh, like he's gullible. Okay. He can, he can con him. Okay. Right. And so he gets involved in this burger business idea. And he pretends that he's got knowledge of the catering trade because he was in, he, he worked for Seven Fellas. And I can't remember who knows that he was <laughs> just a delivery fellas. driver. But that. he's probably got some kind of, you know, he, he he's picked up some lingo like Deliveroo or something yeah. when he was there. So he can use some of this information to try to trick Chesney into taking out a loan that they can use to develop the business using his wife, ex-wife, Gabrielle. Right. Just but before you go, what's his motive for killing Chesney here? Well, I haven't got to it yet. Oh, okay. So there is going to be a motive. Okay. You just wait for the story. So what's his motive in getting involved in? He wants Chesburger? money. He's going to steal it. He's going to steal the. He, he must Chesney be really to desperate. Take out the loan. Gabrielle's come back. She wants more money. Right. So, so Stephen's saying, "All right, we'll get it off of Chesney." Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So he's going to. Do, he basically he as usual. Stephen has no plan beyond the next two weeks. Mm. 
So he gets Gabrielle to pose as an investor. He wants to collaborate with a local business to open a Canadian fusion restaurant. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so then he steals the money and Chesney realises while they're having a meeting in the kebab shop. Yeah. So this is Stephen and Chesney. They're talking about the burger. Chesney's coming up with all these questions and Stephen can't answer any of them because he hasn't actually got a collaborator. He hasn't got any plans. He doesn't know what he's going to do with this money. So all the questions that, that Chesney's asking him, he's kind of brushing off. And Chesney's getting more and more wound up and he starts to rant at Stephen, going, you're stealing from my children. You don't realise what it's like. You don't understand. Um... Like, because he's, he's desperate to, to earn money to bring it in for the family. Yeah. And uh, during this conversation, we find out some backstory about Stephen. That he, oh, I want more backstory on Stephen. He and Gabrielle were trying to have children together. Yeah. But they didn't have enough money. So his crime spree began in Canada, where he started stealing money to try to pay for IVF. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he starts saying things to... um. To Chesney, like, you don't know what I do to have children and you're squandering your precious gift. And so they're getting really heated here. And he accuses Chesney of being lazy and selfish and boring. (laughs) Maybe that's just me speaking. And Chesney gets really (laughs) mad and he hits Stephen on the head with a bottle of sauce. Right. Stephen, like... Oh, he kind of like wobbles all over the place, gets knocked to the floor. Yeah. And as he he kind of sweeps across the surface of the the counter and a bunch of stuff falls on the floor next to him, including a knife. (sighs) Okay. Chesney's standing over him going, oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Uh, I didn't mean it. Just things got out of hand. But uh, he leans over and Stephen leaps up and and like slashes him with a knife. And and Chesney stumbles back onto the... The kebab that's still rotating for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. And he throws a bunch... He burns himself. Oh, it's horrible. And he th- throws a bunch of kebab meat at Stephen. And it's all gross. But he's he's kind of like stumbling around. His blood going everywhere. He's or is it tomato sauce? He's... Uh, he's um, He's, he's getting weak and Stephen looms over him with a chopping board. And that's the last thing we see. So we know uh, Chesney's been bludgeoned to death with a chopping board. Oh, but is it like a, a, a Pat Phelan and uh, an Andy situation where no. he's blood, looming over him with a laptop? It's no, there's no reprieval for Chesney. Okay. So Stephen... How, how is he going to um, cover up? Let me tell you. Okay, I was just literally about to say, okay. Stephen <laughs> grabs a load of money... Boyness out of the till and makes it look like a robbery. I see. Very and he clever. gets away with it until his next kill, which I'll tell you in a minute. Nice. Okay, <laughs> that sounds very tragic, exciting. Tragic father of five murdered in kebab shop uh, burglary. Yeah. I, 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 no, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> oh, if you've got him on your list as well. <laughs> not going to say anything. Okay, my number four. So. <laughs> There's there's a little proviso on this. Yeah. This this is a character that I really really like. Oh. Right? But I feel that this character is not used as much as they could be. Now the only way that I want Coronation Street to take this idea and retcon it as to having happened and maybe make it happen or whatever is if this character is like properly fleshed out. We get a good couple of months of them as part of a storyline, and it's like okay, I know this character now. Yeah, I loved it. I'm happy to see them go because the alternative would be just for them to be not really used forever and maybe being used for a bit before their murder is better. I am going to have Stephen kill off. Who is it? 
Dr. Gaddis. I would nearly put Dr. Gaddis. <laughs> Did you really? Because I was like, <laughs> we need more Dr. Gaddis, but then we would never have her again. Yeah, I went for it in the end. I love Dr. Gaddis, and it's always a treat to see her on the screen and see what her hairstyle is going to be. Because I was even, that's what I was, oh, sorry, sorry. That's fine. I was even scrolling through, and I was like, um, I was imagining the headlines in like the Daily Mail or whichever one it is that always steals quotes of Twitter going, Coronation Street fans. Um, gasp that the show murdering off cult figure Dr. Gaddis and I was just imagining <laughs> yeah. no, well, sorry I yeah think, her hair you're right I think that this would um, t- this would link in with the fact that he has only bumped off very minor characters sorry yeah, Susan um, and but she is beloved I think I think more people would say they like Dr. Gaddis than they like Rufus well, yeah maybe more people would say they like Dr. Gaddis than they like Chesney and all some of the other I ones that are coming up on so. our list so I think I mean she's more, she's definitely more beloved than Leo and Leo was in the show far more yeah. than she was yeah so it, it wouldn't be a huge huge Ooh. loss to the show but we uh, would yes, get it would we would get an awful lot of Dr. Gaddis. That's that's the only that's the proviso. That's I the good say. thing. And I will say another thing that's in your favour here is that, you know, because she's not a major character, we don't know what her contract is, we don't know what the arrangement is. I assume it's just an ad hoc Guaranteed five episodes a year. Well it might be just an ad hoc thing and then that means that at any moment they could just stop. Yeah. using Dr. Gaddis and we would never even get to say goodbye to her. At oh, least this man. way we get, we to, get, get to... We, I mean, we could have a funeral. I bet you she'd have a horse-drawn carriage yeah. because of her beloved State status. NHS oh, clapping everybody. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funeral. Everyone outside. As the hearse goes down the road we're just clapping <laughs> and after. Then, and then her, her mum's crying going, she hated it when people clap for the NHS. <laughs> she thought it was so hypocritical. Okay, th- this is my story and this isn't particularly a clever one or anything <laughs> like that but I am going to link it into all the LSD shenanigans oh, nice. from earlier on in the year. Oh, I like so, it. What happens is, you know, remember that classic episode where Stephen accidentally drugged himself with LSD at, at the Nipper Snapper launch? Well, it that turns out that just sitting on the back row there, we had old Susan Gaddas, who um, <laughs> her and her, her wife have just adopted a child. So she's like, oh, I'm oh. interested in this product launch. I, I now have got children to clothe and everything. I hope Nipper Snapper is LGBTQ friendly. Of course, of course. Oh, we don't um, know. So she she's there watching Stephen going a bit cuckoo on stage and she recognises because she's a medical doctor and mm. she knows all this kind of stuff. Hang on a minute, that looks like he's on LSD. And when she sees him later in the week, she's just going to ask him outright, were you on drugs on that? Because everyone else is just thinking that you've <laughs> gone a bit nuts, but I think you're on drugs. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 not at all. I just, you know, I just feel... I can't remember what excuse he He's gave like, at the time, but... Sometimes people get confused, but I am just Canadian. <laughs> she says, look... I, I, I don't believe it. I, I can totally see through your lies. It's okay. I can't report you because of doctor-patient confidentiality and everything, but he's still denying it, saying, no, I've just been having dizzy spells. Honestly, I'm fine. But she is on the case. She is starting to suspect that he's got... He's been, he's been taking LSD. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to confirm it, just because she got this... Just got little, this bone that she, she yeah she she, she takes one of his hairs when he, when he gets up out of the doctor's chair he's left her hair behind so she calls him to the surgery for a conversation well no maybe he just turns maybe he's up got like water work problems maybe or maybe he's just turned up to as a to, as a cover because we saw that he was not looking very well at the talk so he's like oh I suppose I better make out that I need some medical attention I don't know whatever it doesn't matter so she, she gets one of his maybe hairs maybe Elaine nags him until he goes yeah yeah, yeah. That um, and so she <laughs> tests it sends it off to get it analysed 
Um, because by this point as well, she's also suspected that Carla's on drugs and maybe Stephen's <laughs> drugged her. So she's she's the one in my alternate Good. universe that does that comes up with the realization that Stephen is drugging Carla way back earlier on this Good year. For her. Yeah. So this is when we get weeks of Gadass tailing Stephen, trying to catch oh. him out. Oh, did she get a trench she's, coat? Yeah, she's Great. hanging about in the rovers. Everything. She is a main character. She might even have her own little side story that's unrelated to Stephen, but she is the premier, you know, fronts of the page of the soap mag character for that two weeks. She's the new hero of Coronation Street, Move Over Abbey. And um, mm-hmm. she, so eventually the hair results, so she, but she doesn't find anything. Eventually the hair results come back and yes, there are traces of LSD in there. So she calls Stephen to his her office pretending it's just a follow-up from the previous time he came in. But actually, she uses it as an excuse to confront him with what she's found out and her suspicions about Carla. In fact, says Gaddas, I'm going to go and tell Carla right now what you're up to and that you've been drugging her. Um, unless mm-hmm. you can give me a massive share of the Nipper Snapper brand. What, she's Dr. evil? Gaddas is also, she's also money hungry. She's just adopted a kid. She needs extra money. Well, because, doctors you know, don't kids get paid very, very much, do they? Well, Stephen's already stressed out with all the Rufus business and everything. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Because Rufus is already trying to take these huge chunk of Nipper Snapper, isn't he? So this would leave Stephen with absolutely nothing. He's like, no, can't do it. So Gadda says, what? Fine then, Stephen. Gets up to go and tell Carla. And this is when Stephen launches himself at her. And then he pulls out the defibrillator from the cabinet and electrocutes Dr. Gaddas with a defibrillator. It can happen, I'm sure. <laughs> and then that oh, is the no. end of her. And, uh, and and she ends with a final hairstyle, which has stood up on end. It's probably the only one <gasps> no! that she hasn't had so far. And um, he takes her body out of the back and disposes of it in the woods. And that is the end so, of Dr. Gaddas. So where is she when she gets electrocuted? In the doctor's office. That's why there's the defibrillator there, because... Oh, there's one in the doctor's office. Yeah, she's got all sorts. He, he's probably sport for choice. There's got <laughs> the scalpels. You got the hypodermic oh, no, needles. Like the defib- you got various I can only pills and potions. I can only imagine the statements that ITV would have to release saying we understand that they are not dangerous and we we didn't want to create a scare <laughs> over defibrillators. Please stop. No, Everybody I stop just vandalizing defibrillators. I was just for some of my murders thinking, you know, we we had. We've had some pretty goofy murders from Stephen. Top of the list being the hole punch, of course. So what could be a silly weapon that Stephen could use no, to off it. some of his victims? I don't know how... defibrillator it is for poor Susan. I don't know how you could do it without it being hilarious. No, it would be hilarious. That's the point. I know, but... Yeah, but they've, I think they've skirted a really fine line between drama and comedy so far. But this would just I be think quite they could farcical. Do I think okay. they could manage it. I, I trust the acting capabilities of, of uh, Christine I can imagine. And, and yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like that idea. Thank you. Good sorry, one. Dr. Gaddas. I know I don't want it to happen, but yeah. I think I would sacrifice you for a good, I'm going to say two months of juicy, full-on Gaddas goodness. Oh, yeah. And we get to see her wife and her child. Yeah. yeah. I'm They're desperate to know more about her. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number four. So your number three is connected <clears throat> to your Chesney murder, is it? It is indeed. Go on then. Who are you doing? Who are you bumping off now? This isn't a new idea um, because I've mentioned this many times on the show. Is this person your number three because you want them dead more than Chesney? No, or because you have to do explain. the Chesney story first? I've got to explain. My top five has really ordered it in, in how much I like the I, the scenario okay, okay. rather than how, how much, much you I want. want the character to die. Okay. But this one, um, 
I can't think maybe mine is as well. Maybe I don't know. We'll see when we get there. Right. Mine is Paul. <gasps> see, now, I almost did Paul on my list, but I thought, no, I bet Gemma does Paul because she's talked <laughs> about this before, so I'm going to hang back. So I've been saying then. for months that I want Paul to die saving somebody, and I also thought that could tie quite well into, into Stephen. Um, now, this is fictional. Poor Paul. Please don't get mad. But Kicking it, him when he's down. It really linked into Chesney being killed. Mm-hmm. Because obviously there's the family link here. Chesney and Paul, they're brother-in-laws now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and my idea is that in, in sacrificing himself, he gains power. Because that's one of the things that he was worried about. When he was thinking about dying, I think he's come to peace with it now. And I actually, you know, I'm going to hold my hands up here. Coronation Street, I think, is doing a better job of um, get of, of allowing Paul to, to die on screen without making it a really tragic and oh, maudlin yeah. um, display. So far, it's worlds away from Sinead. I think that this is a much better idea than killing him off, having him sacrifice himself. Um, the physicality, I'm not quite sure about this. Um, I don't want to be offensive to anybody, so I apologise if this is in bad days. <laughs> but I cannot get this out of my head, so I had to. I had to make this my just number three. It, just do it. Um, also, I like the idea that Billy um, is is gonna be dev- devastated by this, even more so than he would have been if Paula died um, of the of MND. So, if we were we we. Um, writing Corrie history is this fairly recent then are they, yeah. are they married a Billy and Paul husband and yeah. husband at this point okay um, but Billy's going to cry about this he's going to say you know I was robbed of the time I had left which wasn't very much at all to begin with and he's going to become an evil vicar evil vicar yeah I'm not quite sure what that involves but I cannot wait to find out <laughs> Coronation Street please take this idea no it's too late tell you what um, that, that, there's that old guy who, who came and had a go at them in the street last week is he going to is he going to hear about Paul's death and go I told you yeah God's punishing you Billy Probably. Um, right, so so what's happening is Gemma is is trying to deal with Chesney's death. Mm-hmm. She's overwhelmed. She can't keep on top of everything. She's got five kids. She's got uh, she's got no help. And Paul, he's very limited to what he can do, but what he can do is go through her paperwork. Because I think we saw scenes where he was... I can't remember who he was helping with paperwork, but he said he could do paperwork. Yeah, he was helping out in the lawyer's office, wasn't he? Yeah, so there you go. He's using his skills. <laughs> to help him go skills through. of picking up and, org- and ordering pieces of paper yeah so he, he goes through Chesney's things and he finds the paperwork for the loan okay. okay and he says to Gemma what is this and she does not know she doesn't know where the money's gone either so she starts to think that Chesney was having an affair um, and so that's where all the money's gone okay yeah okay. that makes sense and because um, she, she doesn't know anything about this Chesburger stuff this was all secret because Chesney wanted to surprise her with it because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so so Paul isn't so sure, but then he finds a piece of paper with Gabrielle written on it nice. and her phone number. Okay. And he's also written on it, Canadian burger ideas, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Right? So he's obviously been thinking, I need to think of some ideas for my investor when I, when I speak to her to impress her. But this is very cryptic. He does, Paul doesn't know what to do with this. He thinks about it. it. There's nothing really he can come up with. But later on, he's outside in his wheelchair and Gabrielle helps him pick something up that he's dropped. And we have just seen a scene before this where she and Stephen are arguing about the money and how they're going to split it up. Yeah. And so she's stormed off after this argument and um, now she's bumped into to um, 
to Paul, he's dropped something. She's like, here you go. And, and then Stephen comes running out going, Gabrielle, get back here. And he's like, Canadian called Gabrielle, who knows Stephen. Yeah. And too much of a coincidence. Mm-hmm. This must be the same person. So then he starts to ask questions to Stephen about who Gabrielle is because he thinks that Chesney and Gabrielle have been having an affair. I see, I see. He doesn't suspect Stephen at all at this point, but Stephen's kind of blowing him off and refusing to answer questions and being really shady, which makes Paul suspicious. So he then starts to put things together and he starts asking, where was Stephen on the night of the kebab shop robbery? <laughs> right. <laughs> and Stephen gets wind of it and he, he confronts Paul in the street and Gemma's just walking up, down the road because this is Coronation Street. And we can, this happens to be there. Happens to be there. And he's like, mind your own business. Chesney probably got what was coming to him and then he walks off and Gemma and uh, follows after him because she can't believe she's heard him slagging off her dead husband and Paul follows after them as well and they somehow (laughs) get quite far (laughs) 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 like a chain of argument Uh, and they find their way to the teenage wastelands Um, and they're having a fight Hang on, I've lost my place here. You lost your place in your nose. That's all okay. right. It's looking good. Teenage Wastelands. Uh, fame right. of the, home of the famous slap on the... That's the, right. Uh, They're by a canal. And um, we find out that Paul's, Paul's not... Because I was thinking, why wouldn't Paul be able to get in front of everybody? Because he's in a wheelchair that's electric. He can go pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's been phoning the police and Billy... Right. So that's why he's he's gone a bit slow because like a lot of people, when he's on his phone, he somehow slows down. Yeah, very irritating. Yeah. So they so I'm getting sad vibes here. Okay, so so the police and Billy arrive just as Gemma and Stephen are fighting conveniently, inconveniently next to the water, water's edge, and uh, Paul is in his chair and he's going stop, stop, stop. And he's like trying to throw things at Stephen to get him, and he he can't he can't do anything. And um, then Stephen gets kind of close to him, and he sees his chance. He launches himself himself out of the chair. He knocks Stephen into the water. He follows behind. They struggle. Stephen hits his head. He drowns. What? Paul it gets he he only falls in the water. He hits a piece of metal that goes into his side, oh my gosh. and he gets pulled out of the water, and he can die heroically on the side of the of the canal. Heroic um, death for Paul. Yeah, telling everybody that he's just trying to help his sister, and Gemma and Billy are crying over him. And then, as he's dying, he says, "Billy, bless me, please help me." And so Billy begins to do his praying, and then Bernie comes along and sees Paul, um, Billy praying over her, her son. Yeah. And she gets enraged, and then we get a feud <laughs> between um, Bernie she and Billy. She wants to dangle her crystals over Paul while yeah. uh, Billy's doing last rites for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of that. That's the end of Paul. And that's the whole story. That's, that's a very the end dramatic. Of, and Stephen. Conclusion. Stephen dies in that scenario. So yeah. that's the finale of Stephen. Wow, well that's so not takes, happen, is it? Takes Paul with him. Right. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> this is an idea that's been um, bubbling away in your out. head for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. So it's, it I've, was... I've wanted. A, I mean, in my mind, I imagined it was a car because I can only think of how do you sacrifice your life for somebody else? And, and me and every other writer who's ever existed all can only think of jump in front of a car going, no, or a bullet. Jump in front of a bullet. And I didn't want to classic. do that because we've already had it a million times. So I thought, 
What about canal fight? Yeah. Who doesn't love a canal fight? Love it. So I'm sure Peter Ashford would, would think that's a fantastic Also, idea. we've had lots of great canal scenes. They've got the locations. They know where to go. Yeah. Very good. I and like we, it. And you'll go for a drink at the Strawberry Duck afterwards. Yeah. Right. Good job. Right. Number three, Gemma. My turn. You're yes. ready. You're ready for this. Right. So, bit of a legacy character, this one. Brita. Um, let me, let me get on. A legacy character, so people might not be happy with this. I know a lot Ooh, of people like aren't going to be happy with this, so, but but I don't care. So um, I think it is time that this character was put out of their misery. I'm so, so this is going to be a big one. Gosh. This is going to be the climax of of Stephen's murderous rampage. I'm talking epic death. I'm talking sororicide. I'm talking Gale. Yes, I knew it. Gale, Gale Rodwell is going Gale. to meet her end. Sororicide. You look this up. I did look that word up. <laughs> yes, it means killing your sister. Um, oh, yeah. At the hands of Stephen Reed. I just think that that would be very, very exciting. We haven't That's had... probably the biggest skull he could end up with, isn't I think, it? I think it is. If not her, then Gail. I mean, we've had... You mean Audrey? Oh, Audrey, sorry. Yeah, we've had... Katie Harris killing her dad before, mm-hmm. so there has been a bit of fraternal, and uh, no, that's not the worst brotherly, isn't it? Was it familial murdering? <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so to have someone actually kill their sister, I think that's taken it to the next level. And it could lead to some really brilliant scenes of regret from Stephen. I don't think he'd oh, oh, like so he's the fact. Live on. Yeah, he's, okay. he's living on after this. This this is just part of the story. Yeah, this isn't actually, this isn't how Stephen should have gone. This is how yeah. Stephen should have yeah. killed. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you were, you were killing well, him. Well, I know, all, I think that it, sometimes it does, them. sometimes if it's, a, if it's like a really inconvenient murder, he kind of has to go with them. Mm. Um, so th- so this, can't get away with it. Like, like your Adam one earlier, this could make huge ripples because this is killing her off the heart of the Platt family. Yeah, I don't so know, So it's going to affect Audrey losing her daughter, yeah. Sarah, Nick, David, their mum's gone. Oh, no. um, you'd have um, Sally as Gail's supposed best friend yeah. losing her. Tim would be like, I told you told you that Stephen was a dodgy fella, our Sal. Tim um, would be thrilled. Yeah, but... I do, I do think that um, Gail is not the, the, she's not what she once was. She's not the um, the strong matriarch of the street anymore. They've turned her into a bit of a joke. Um, I, I, she could, she could keep going on the street for another twenty years or so. And I'm thinking, do I want that? Not if they're going to keep her the way she is. If they, if she continues to be batty buffoon Gail, it's like no, best rip off that plaster now. Bump off Gale for the ripples. Um, and, and to be honest, she's missed two serial killers in her family now. So she kind of deserves to be killed off by it one. Feels Didn't bit... see Richard. Hasn't seen Stephen. <clears throat> she had it coming. Yeah, it does feel a bit like you're owed it, aren't you? Yeah. How can you be so blind? How do you miss the scenes twice? Yeah. The, the, not the scenes. How the... do you miss the, the signs? Sorry, yeah. twice. You know, fool the... me once. Etc. Etc. Yeah, can't um, get fooled again. So this is what I'm having for my and 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 this is this is going to be big budget death because come on it is Gail. It's Gail. She's, yeah, she it's Gail. Wanna, She's been yeah, in the show for over forty wanna, years. Who knows? She might want to retire. She's not going off in the back of a taxi. No, if we're going to get her off in a horrible, really in four K. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So volleyball. Potentially, it depends on what the location budget is Well, maybe she can like, drive to a location with the help of a volume because <laughs> that always works really well. Oh, yeah, well. driving with volume. <laughs> volume. Uh, okay, so there's going to be a bit of a mystery involved in this one. There's a twist, okay. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm excited. Go on. 
Well, is this your number three? The fact that I'm telling you it's a twist. Yeah, because, you know, I don't really... People I'd rather see the back of than Gail, to to be fair. So, Gail, clearly, she's got no use in this story. She showed up on last night's episode after having barely nothing to do in the the past 12 months. So, in my fantasy storyline, she's (laughs) going to be... She's going to disappear off at the beginning of the year. But she's saying... She's gone to Thailand. That is exactly right. Gail says... (laughs) I'm going to Thailand. I loved it there so much before. That was where I felt at my most zen. Mm-hmm. Fed up of all the plat drama. I'm going to Thailand. So um, viewers at the time would just assume that, well, the show runners didn't have any idea of what to do with Gail. So they're temporarily putting her there. So we don't have to be saying, where's Gail? Where's Gail? Throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So she's she's gone off to Thailand. Or so we think. No, actually she has. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember what my actual thing is. She goes off to Thailand. So as the year goes on, we'd have texts from Gail show up on David and Sarah's phones and everything to make out she's having a nice time. She's staying a bit longer and so on. She's living in a con- commune that's kind of cut off from the rest of the world. So she, she, has, to, she has to sneak back to um, civilization to send these texts. Okay. Or so we're led to believe. Right, yeah. Q to later in the year. And we're like weeks ago now. Jenny and Stephen are planning to move to Thailand. So it ties into this. Um, Thailand's in. Yeah, to this current storyline. And, and and people have already kind of, the characters have been saying, oh, Gail's in Thailand. You're going, you're going to go and stay with your sister, Stephen? It's like, oh yeah, maybe I am. Um, so... <laughs> Jenny, so in, in this scene, Jenny's saying, yeah. right, we're, we're packing, we need to go, we need to get some currency, we need to go down the Bureau de Change to get some Thai currency. The bat, the bat by the yeah. way. Or oh, the bat. I knew oh, that. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know, I don't even know how to pronounce I don't, it. I don't know. So, um, it, so Stephen's like, yeah, we'll, we'll go down to Freshco's, we'll, we'll go and get some, we'll go and get some bat later. However, <laughs> I don't know. It's later on that episode, Jenny's packing away some of Stephen's stuff and she finds a wallet with some Thai money already in it. No. Hang on a minute, has Stephen already been to Freshco's to get the money without her? Oh, has he been to Thailand? Stop spoiling sorry, the sorry, story. Sorry. I'm glad I'm, I'm ground gripping you here. I'm so excited. She confronts Stephen and he says, oh yeah, I, I was going past Freshco's earlier. I, I went and got some. That, that That's Makes why we've got some already. So they head off to Thailand. So this is where the budget comes in. <laughs> Corrie in Thailand. Oh, nice. Starting to unpack. We're doing a DVD. Stephen, so Jenny's unpacking her stuff. She's she's all chilling out and everything in a new home. Stephen disappears off and goes for a walk. And we see him visit Gail's grave. She's been dead all this time. So, flashback time. <laughs> Earlier in the year, round about when Stephen is murdering Rufus, turns out that Gail is actually... Gail's dead? Listen, Gail is actually Rufus's cleaner... Because we know that oh, she yeah. loves a good bottoming. And she saw Stephen killing Rufus. We knew that the cleaner yeah. was involved. Now, well, there was there was the... They um, mentioned it. Well, no, no, we, we see the house... Yeah, we do see the cleaner, but they're not in yeah. our So the, in my version, Gail's the cleaner. Yeah. So she doesn't want to report... Did, hang on, hang on. Did we know that Gail was the cleaner? Or is this revelation? This revelation is now. Okay, right. Yeah. I'm with you. So... Not retcon. It was planned all along. Yeah. So not wanting to report her own brother for murder... And also, anyway, Stephen threatens to kill Audrey for her money if oh, Gail yeah. did report her. Yeah. She decides to start a whole new life in Thailand. She's like, I'm cutting it off. I'm doing it for the good of, of my family. I'm going to cut myself off. Can't report Stephen. And I quite like Thailand anyway. So mm. that's the reason why she went to Thailand. Not just to get away from it all, but because she... To stop herself from Inclusion. dropping her dear brother in. She Nobody wants their, their sibling to go down for murder. So he's not convinced, though, that she's going to be able to keep her mouth shut. No, Don't blame him. 
So he follows her over Thailand, and over she's to Thailand, over yeah. to Thailand, mm-hmm. and we see that she he's like I don't know snuck up in the middle of the night and, and does her in oh, and, no. and buries her body. So this is all flashback, isn't well, she... it? And at some point during that flashback, we see him with the same wallet that Jenny finds with the money. So the reason that Jenny found the Thai bat earlier on or later on or whatever, is because that's left over from his original yeah. trip to Thailand so, earlier in the so year. we get to see this murder? We get to see it eventually. Do you know? But we, yes, yeah, um, um, I don't know. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't actually thought Maybe about it. Maybe he suffocates with the pillows. Something like that. It's Something the way you like do... That. It's the way you get someone to kill somebody when you don't want the, you, people to complain too much. Yeah. So anyway, um, that that's it really. So we 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 think that she's gone to Thailand, but it turns out she's been, been dead, dead all, all this time. And it. then we get the flashbacks. We know Stephen <sighs> loves a good flashback about how he bumped off Gail. Um, and and then maybe we'll say something like, before long, they decide they don't want to live in Thailand anymore, and they come back to Weatherfield to continue their adventures. Or maybe Jenny doesn't. She leaves Stephen on the but, run. I don't know. Okay. So Gail's dead. Gail's been dead all the time, and it's yeah. just her annoying ghost and, and then, haunting the street. You know, eventually the family are kind of think well she's she's obviously gone and lived Start on a mountain a somewhere in this new com- in this commune that's cut off from from all civilization and now she's just she, Start, she has no need of her phone anymore but i'm sure she's having a happy life maybe little she's joined today a, now she's six foot under maybe she joined a cult yeah maybe started a cult sounds like the sort of thing that girl would do isn't it, it? certainly does <laughs> um oh, i like that i like the idea that I, I i don't want to have to kill off gail i'd much rather gail went back to being a bit less of a buffoon but I think that just for the sheer drama of Stephen killing off his own sister, I, it's, it's worth it for me. I like it. Thank you. Who's Good your, job. Who's your number two? I'm gonna. I'm sorry, but I, I can't... wonder if our lists are going to be all completely different. Um, they probably will be, but yeah, I think you've got. No, go on. Go on. Um, I was just going to say we haven't got the budget to go to Thailand. Can we just do this in Cornwall? <laughs> right? Yeah, just dress it up. Yeah, It'll be fine. We'll Nobody'll notice. Some Monstera plants yeah. who's okay. your number two come on i want to know <clears throat> who's your who's your penultimate victim okay i don't think this is a popular character which is a shame because this character used to like this character but yeah. in recent years not very much fun to watch kind of important for being antagonistic but okay, I thought I knew who you were talking about then, but maybe who do you not. Think I was no, no, no. About? Go on. I don't want. I don't no, want to spoil. No, no. I don't want to spoil anything because it might. You're not spoil it, it, it might. It might. It's the one that I've got next on my list. Okay. Right. Okay. So my number two person who's going to get killed by Stephen mm-hmm. is Beth. Oh, Beth Tinker. Beth Tinker. Okay. She was definitely a consideration of mine. So, I'll tell you that, but she is not <clears> on my list. <clears throat> she's involved in this because she works at the factory. Yeah. And so she is nosing about. Maybe she wants a promotion. She, she thought she could get some info. Maybe she want, Maybe she was worried that she might lose her job. I don't know, but she's snooping. And she finds paperwork that makes her realise that Stephen's been up to some shady dealings. Uh-huh. I don't know what they are. That's not my problem. <laughs> Someone else can sort that bit out. So she you takes... You just see the bigger picture here. You need to zoom out a bit. So she takes this to Craig, mm-hmm. who is her son who works for the police and so he takes it to Swain his boss who is on the case trying to investigate Stephen so so we're quite late in the story we're around we're around you know now kind of but not this week right September October we're just imagining Swain's on the case and she says look Craig everything's in hand you can only mess this up don't involve yourself I don't need your help I'm this isn't relevant 
but we don't worry Stephen's going to be in trouble mm-hmm. one way or the other and Craig ignores her because he doesn't think she's doing anything maybe there's a scene where she's chatting when he thinks she should be doing work I don't know but he thinks he's mo- he's cleverer than she is and that she's not she's not doing what she should be so he then decides that he's going to involve himself so he gets Beth to ask some questions mm-hmm. to try to make Stephen incriminate himself yeah. So Beth starts acting really suspicious and nosy and asking all these weird questions. And obviously Stephen's not stupid. He realises something's up. He calls her to the office and he lays into her and he tells her in no uncertain terms, she's asking things that are nothing to do with her, none of her business. She mm-hmm. keeps she keep her nose out. And she gets really mouthy back and says, I know you're up to something. And then we leave it there. A few days later, Carla says, oh, we got an order that needs doing right now. Because Michael's messing up. (laughs) Michael. And so, Izzy, Michael, Beth, you can all work late on this. So, uh, Michael's really upset about this. Um, Stephen's supervising. Mm -hmm. So you've got Izzy, Michael, Beth and Stephen in the factory after dark. Michael's really like ringing it. You know what he does? He's ringing his hands. It's an after dark scene. Yeah. Ringing his hands, being all useless, getting panicky. So Stephen says... Hey, Izzy, take, take, oh, sorry, that's my alarm for my, I can have milk now. (laughs) (laughs) So Stephen says, Mike, uh, Izzy, take Michael down to uh, Speeddale so he can cheer him up with a curry and bring some back so we can all enjoy delicious food. So Izzy and Michael leave. But Beth doesn't realise that she's been left alone in the factory with her mortal enemy, <gasps> Stephen. So we get a few atmospheric shots of her in the darkness. Maybe she's singing a little song to herself yeah, yeah, that's really poignant. And uh, We saw her having a good away. sing just before the factory uh, roof collapsed, didn't we? Yeah. She liked to sing while she works. In my mind, it's kind of like, it's all dark in the factory, except for like a very kind of precise light over her her machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah? So, so we see Stephen and he's lurking about. He's I love staring this. at her. This is this is very atmospheric. <laughs> I think they could do a good job with this. He's like standing behind pillars and looking at her, or yeah. like going through the blinds of the office and staring at her. And uh, then we see he's got pu- pu- pulling apart clothes on the rack. Yeah, like between bras, <laughs> poking out. Um, then we see he's got a pair of secateurs. Secateurs. What is he doing with these secateurs? I do not know. Then we get shot. Of, a, of electricity box and his hand comes into this sh- shot yeah. and just turns the electricity off. Okay. This is fun. We see the outside of the factory, all the lights go off. Yeah. Back inside, Beth's there, she's trying to work, the machine stops working, the lights go out, she stops. Suddenly, she becomes aware that she's alone. Yeah. She hasn't realised because she's been so engrossed in her work. Suddenly, she's scared because she wonders, is he? Michael? Stephen, Mr. Reed, is he the only one left in here with me? She starts to panic and then she hears a scuffling noise and she's looking around. Where, what, What's happening? Where's everyone else gone? Why have the lights gone out? Then the lights come back on. Is she she's dead? like, phew. Oh. Goes to touch her machine, cut to the exterior of the factory, the lights fizzle in a big pop. Ah, electrocuted on a sewing machine. Cut. Break. After the break, Michael and Izzy arrive with their curry and Stephen's like oh my god call an ambulance I don't know what's happened don't come in don't touch anything 
Beth's been electrocuted. <laughs> and that's the end of that part. Oh, that's great. I love that idea. So he had to turn the he had to turn the lights off so that he could fiddle with the, yeah, electricity, fiddle with the electricity and then turn it back on again. Yeah. I love it. I mean I, I certainly wouldn't be adverse to, to Beth leaving the show. She does get on my last nerve sometimes. I um, not I'm not like I don't hate Beth, but I just was trying to think of who who could Stephen kill? Yeah. Now that sounds good. That's exciting. I I I, I used to like Beth a lot more than yeah. I do now. Um, I'd be more than happy if they if they reverted Beth back to yeah exactly There's, how yeah. she was before. Yeah um, yeah yeah. But if not, if not, you've got a chop last. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay, <laughs> right on to my number two, and this is quite interesting, really, because although this is a character that you haven't bumped off, both the character and the location linked to two of your previous stories. Okay. <laughs> It's Craig. Is it Craig? It's, it's Craigie. I'm killing off Craigie. Oh no. Um, I don't. He. This one was one that I was slightly hesitant about putting on because I was thinking, is there a possibility that Craig could actually get killed off this week? I thought, no, no, they're not going to do that. Um, so I think I'm safe just to come up with a story about how he could have been killed. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's it's sad. He's just become a bit of a joke character over the years, hasn't he? Um, I didn't want to put Beth and Craig on. You see, and Craig just beat her to the post okay. I just think that yeah the the thought of him climbing the ranks in Weatherfield Police and <laughs> becoming a sergeant and an inspector and everything it doesn't bear that, thinking okay, about the problem is a... they haven't done any work for us to have watched this boy make he's, he's we've watched him grow from a boy to a man okay and along the way he's made a lot of mistakes because that's what happens when you grow up but if you want us to take him seriously as a police officer, we need to see a level of competence that has not been demonstrated mm. up until this point. No. And even this week when he around, saw Leo's but uh, Teddy's body and he was like, okay, he's gonna throw but up. But fiddling around with like what was it, walking sticks and and learning how to do plumbing so he could rescue his girlfriend from being arrested oh, for yeah. murder. Not really uh, demonstrating his competency as a cop. I, ca- I can't believe he's still um, a detective. Get him back in uniform, honestly. But I, so I, I think we we need to sadly put Craig out of his misery. And I think <laughs> I think that Beth could be really good. Lisa George does fantastic. Oh, she when she came because Craig is her life. I know. Maybe less so now, but before she was such uh, such a, a protect, protective mother, wasn't yeah. she? And Craig meant everything to her, and and I think that well, she, she would even be has a, a C around her neck. Doesn't yeah, she? exactly. She would do such a good job, Lisa George was of mourning oh, her little Craigie, mm-hmm. um, and I think that Craig does obviously fit nicely into this story, being police officer and everything. He's the one that found Leo's corpse. So um, did he? It, yeah, kind of. No. Well, he was investigating it. He just seems anyway. to turn up at the crime scene and go, yeah. oh, Ooh, no. that's a bit scary. Yeah. Didn't tell me about that's this in gross. the training. Uh, anyway, I haven't got a particularly developed story about um, how Craig's going to be off. Sorry, Craig. But for whatever reason, he um, gets wind of the fact that Swain and everybody are on to Stephen. So this is a, a little Again. bit before, so when when Swain was going solo with this Kind of like what I just said. Now, yeah. Craig wants to prove himself as Weatherfield's greatest detective, so yeah. he decides to take it upon himself to take on that investigation <laughs> and, and, and say, right, I'm, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to steal some thunder from Swain, yeah. and everyone's going to lord me. Maybe and so Swain, on. like, maybe there's a meeting and Swain makes fun of him. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, he's he's supposed to be keeping things quiet, but he's like, no, I, I need to I need to investigate this, and I, I want to tell my mum and everything. So because I don't want my mum working for a serial killer, so I better go round yeah. and tell her. She get mad. So he he picks up the phone to ring up his mum. He's like, mum, mum, I'm gonna come round your flat. I've got some really big news to tell you about Stephen. You better get a set. Yeah. Now Stephen just so coincidentally yeah. happens to be there while he's making this phone call. I just love, what are the chances? I just love the way we criticise and slam Corey so much for their coincidences, and but we're just totally I happy per- to use I them. have purposely put in okay. some coincidental appearances because it just gels Answer in so nice with this storyline. Yeah, so anyway, Stephen overhears him saying, to, I'm, I've got some news about your boss, Mum. Stay where you are. So that night, Stephen tracks Craig, follows him over to where their flat is. But as they go past the kebab shop, Stephen's like, it's now or never. I've got to do something. I've got to stop him from going to see his mum. Gets up behind him, bit of a running, bit of a run up and launches himself into Craig. They go crashing through the kebab shop window. And then we have a bit of a kebab fight. A bit kebab like, fight. A little bit like yours earlier. Yeah, um, I so, like it. So okay. whole place gets smashed up. Ketchup, ketchup bottles squirted everywhere. Ooh. I can't believe we came up with it. We both obviously clearly want there to be a murder at the kebab shop. I think it's about time. It is. Is it the only location where there hasn't been one? I don't know. So there's like, you know, meat skewers thrown about like darts. Oh, I like this. People being pushed onto the hot grill, yeah. like you said. We also, that way, if you've got people throwing sauce around, you've got a bit of a... Um... Uh, a, an easy way of getting out of why is there blood Ofcom yeah. Ofcom's asking it's just well, ketchup it's, it's ketchup actually Ch- ketchup so and chilli sauce yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway massive fight it kind of reminded me I was thinking of the um, you know the the brawl between the bride and L driver in Kill Bill 2 25 um, years old is it what no or it's 20 not years. it's 20 years old okay, Kill Bill still... is this year I knew, it was, I knew it was an anniversary that made me upset, but I couldn't know what it was. Anyway, um, so the, the, the coup de grace, um, different from yours, Stephen is going to wrench the whole kebab stick off of oh, the wall. No. And he's going to whack Craig round the head with a giant donner. He's going to go <laughs> bouncing off of it, crack his head on oh, the kebab no. counter and fall dead oh, to the floor. That's what he would have wanted. And that is the end of Craig. <laughs> Yeah, he, you know, he's, he's been going through this weight loss journey, but in the end, it was the kebabs <laughs> that finished him Shut off. <laughs> and so that that's it. Stephen, dis- Stephen disposes of the body. Now, in your oh, version okay. of the, um, the, fight. The, the, the fight, he blames it on an armed robbery. Yeah. I've tied it just into more of a recent story, and he's going to get the kebab bottle and write, Ardy was here. Yes, yes. <laughs> because, you know, to tie into the whole snow globe thing from the other week. And Ardy's got no so, leg to stand on exactly. he's got a form. Yeah, so Stephen frames so Ardy, Ardy for the for break murder. And maybe the murder as well. I haven't really thought that one through, but why not? And um, Courtney won't stand by him. And, and that's the end. And, and probably the Weatherfield, the whole Weatherfield police just collapse without the loss of Craig. The I loss think of they Craig. turn up and go, well, this is a cut and dry case. And they're like, Swain, uh, if you got an alibi and she's like... 
<laughs> right, I'm going to say that I'm with you, McKinnon. McKinnon, you say that we also had Abney with us. Yeah. And all, and the, like, all of the, the all proper the detectives are going to go, right, we didn't, we didn't know anything like, about this. Somebody's just solved a problem. Yeah. And we don't care if we help them get away with it. Yeah, maybe I just maybe that's just the alternative version. If it's not Stephen killing Craig, we just got all the other detectives from Weatherfield um, Police like Station just get together to say, we just, he's letting the side down. He's making us look bad. Let's all kill him. <laughs> yeah. But I no, it's, it's Stephen, it's Stephen. That's an alternative. And that, that is my number two. So okay, we've got like one it. left. I'm really one excited each. to see who you've got. And we might end up having somebody different, but I'm very well, quite certain about my number one. It is honourable mentions time though, Gemma. That's right. Um, I came up with a list I and I... have any ideas for the... Okay, yeah. Did you want, have you got some honourable mentions? Well, you sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, what don't you have ideas about? About how they're going to be yeah. killed up? No, no, I don't. I haven't thought that. So what's your list of Right, honourable mentions for me. I did have Beth on the list, like I said. I did have Chesney on the list. I did have Paul on the list. I had Adam on my list. So it's really, that's quite cool that I ended up not choosing them and we still got to discuss them. Um, I've put Simon on the list mm. because I don't think that the, the Corrie's going to you know, lose that many viewers if uh, Paul Simon gets bumped off. Don't think anyone would really notice. Maybe that's maybe that's it. Stephen kills him, and you know, months maybe go down the line. He's like, I can't believe I got away with it. Nobody's even noticed he's <laughs> Nobody's dead. Nobody's even asked for him. <laughs> um, I mean, he that would be good because he's obviously got a link with with Carla and Quite. Peter. That's so what I was thinking. Yeah, overhears um, something and decides to take things into his own I, hands. I wouldn't. I wouldn't shed much of a tear if Stu were bumped off by Stephen. No particular method here, but he's not my favourite character him with a at the moment. Yeah, and um, just just for the lols, really, and to tie into Stephen's killing off very 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 superfluous characters. Um, I'm, I say I'm going to have him in my honourable mentions at least, killing off Kung Fu Jerry. <laughs> because he was brought into the show and it seemed like he had a purpose a few months ago and it uh, above no. just teaching Elaine yoga, but no, he's he's come and gone and that's it. It feels very much like my own life where I thought I had a purpose and a reason for being here <laughs> and gradually it, that's just... You'll be part on this earth to produce nearly 600 episodes of a that's podcast, true. Gem, and you're doing a damn fine job. Oh, so far. Who's on your honourable mentions list? Okay, I've got Gary on my list because I thought they could have a villain off Oh yeah, that's a, a nice idea. Gary, I think if Gary was on Stephen's case, there might be some real tension there as to as to who's going to come out on top. Well, I think it would be quite cool and maybe a bit of a stalemate situation yeah. if Gary finds out about Stephen being a murderer yes. and Stephen finds out about Gary being a murderer. Because I still don't think that that Gary's really been. No. That just kind of went nowhere. I mean, to remind people who maybe have forgotten, he did kill Rick Nealon in the woods. He said it was self-defence. We never saw what happened. It I'm was, still, I don't. I'm still convinced that there's more to that story. I think it's gone, especially I mean, with our cat, It's you know, gone. It's fine. Travelling in time and space. But we could bring We've it back. We've also got Rana, of course, that Gary is responsible for the death of. Yeah. He but... hasn't been taken to task mm. for it. Okay. We know that he would fight dirty. The thing is about Tim going after... After, um... Stephen is that he's not really up to much. I'm not being, I'm genuinely not being horrible about him, even though I always am. He's not <laughs> a villain. He can't fight dirty. He's not going to do anything really questionable or unpleasant to, yeah, to Gary him. would. Gary, if, you, if Gary's going after Stephen, you're thinking these two guys are both prepared to do anything. Mm. I would really have liked to have seen that. And maybe we can save Gary, and that was an idea that we could come to. In a few in a future okay. storyline, because I really like the idea of Gary uh, maybe redeeming himself for the, the crimes that he's not really been 
taken to task over by sort of using his villainy for the powers mm. of good. Okay, but, nice. Okay. Who, who else I've got? got, for shock value, and they should not do this, Daisy. <gasps> Daisy is the most popular character. Everybody loves her. She is beautiful. She is talented. She's Corey's biggest star, which wor- worries me because I always think that when you're young and beautiful and talented... You're probably quite tempted to use Corey as a springboard and go off and do other things like Michelle Keegan did. Mm. She was killed off on Corey quite spectacularly and ever since she's had a brilliant career. Now, could this happen with Charlotte Jordan? So so, so Daisy would be the Maxine in this storyline. She would be. She'd be the beautiful young yeah. victim, everyone's perfect favourite victim, young white woman being killed by an evil Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get the idea, right? Yeah. That would that would cause headlines. People would melt down on Twitter. If you want a reaction from fans, you're going to get it. Daisy's probably the biggest name on Corey that you could kill off. Yeah. Yeah? Quite possibly. I don't know how or why. No, it doesn't matter. We, we don't need to come up with ideas and for, then, the, for the honourable mentions. Just because I don't like either of them, Courtney and Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Fair dues. Just, just kill them more. Yeah, say no more with that They one. could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. They both look like they spend all their time in the wrong place at the <laughs> wrong time. Okay, um, right. It is time for you to reveal your number one. Now, is your number one, before we reveal who it is, okay. is this, this is still based on the, the, the storyline you come up yeah. with and not this is the character that you most this want to my story. see the back of? Do you want to see the back of this character? I Do you think kind of I'd want be, to get him out the door? I'd be, um, I always feel more sad than I expect to when a, when a character dies, even if they're not a major character, if they're oh, no, regular, I, know, I, know. I always think, oh, no. I feel a bit guilty for, for hating Why on them. Why did I hasten their demise <laughs> with my thoughts and prayers? <laughs> um, I, I, I think this character's got potential, but I also think that my story is quite exciting. I can't think who it is. I don't know. Go on, tell me. <laughs> Very disappointingly, it's Craig. <laughs> oh, we both had Craig on our list. <laughs> and also in a kind of similar way, because you had him investigating and so do I. I mean, what else is he going to yeah. do in his life? Oh, that's so, all right. How, how's your version of this? Sorry, we pick up, sorry Craig. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> we pick up after the death of his dear old mum. Yeah. Beth. Oh yes, you did kill Beth, didn't you? I earlier? killed Beth off. I thought that would be a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, you've done a double tinker. I tinkered him out. Yeah, you did. The tinkers are dead. Yeah. Right. So he's he has, um, in in <clears throat> recruited his mum to try to bring Stephen down. Now his mum is dead. That's not a coincidence. He knows that Stephen's killed her, but he can't prove it. He tells Swain about his suspicions, but he thinks she thinks he's you know, being hysterical. So um, she brushes him off because they've investigated it. It was just an accident. It was just a power surge that electrocuted her at the at the thing. Maybe Carla's got a fine. Who knows? Um, so Swain doesn't believe that this is uh, linked at all to her investigation. And she tells Craig to back off. She's really sorry what happened to his mum, but it wasn't Stephen. But later on, she finds him in the police office police station and he's going through a bunch of files on Stephen that he shouldn't be looking at Mm -hmm. so she has to fire him and now it's time for Craig to go rogue (laughs) so this is his redemption as a character because when he was the term vigilante he's going to be a vigilante and he's going to actually do some proper detective work 
Or maybe. No, he isn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> he follows Stephen around. He's always there. He's like, it follows. He's menacing him. He's staring at him. He's physically quite intimidating. Stephen's pretty big too, but I wouldn't like Craig following me about staring at me. He begins to be cu- to start drinking. He's getting belligerent. He's unpleasant to be around. He starts to lose all of his friends. He starts alienating people. People start to sympathise with Stephen because he's the victim here. He's the one that's being harassed. Even Roy's starting to say, I think you're going, I think you're getting a bit obsessed here. I think that you are fixating on something. I, I don't think Stephen was responsible for Beth's yeah. death. It was just a horrible, tragic accident in the workplace that wasn't her fault. <laughs> so we see Craig breaking into the factory one night and we don't, don't get to see what he gets up to or what he finds, but we just see him breaking in. And then we kind of forget about it because that's the gift of Coronation Street fans is that we've got a little bit of amnesia. Later on, we see Craig, no, sorry, Stephen getting into a taxi that he's booked in advance. So they knew that he was going to get into this taxi. Peter's driving. He locks the doors. Ah. He takes Stephen to the factory. Craig's waiting for him. Yeah. It's another nighttime scene. Craig confronts him with the evidence that he's got. These secateurs. They've got Stephen's fingerprints on them. He knows that Stephen used those to sabotage the electricity. Stephen's like, you're being ridiculous. This is stupid. Peter, you can't believe this is true. And Peter's like, yes, it is. Because I know that you drugged Carla with LSD and you're a psychopath. I'm completely on his side. So then Stephen lunges at Peter and he pits him with this trolley of fabric. Mm. Because they're everywhere there. Crushes Peter against the wall because he can't push the knickers away from him. It's not strong enough. Uh, He's there. He's collapsed. Meanwhile, Jess turns up. Oh, if it's a Jess. Jess is worried about Craig. He's sent her a cryptic message. She knows he's gone spiralled into despair. She knows he's become an alcoholic and he's obsessed with Stephen. When she gets this alarming text, she's got no choice but to go there in her police car to try to stop him from doing anything crazy. So she jumps out of her police car, she leaves the door open, she comes running up to the to the steps, she gets knocked to the floor as the door bursts open because Stephen is running out after having pushed Peter over. Yeah. He runs down the steps, Craig's in a hot pursuit. Stephen gets into the cop car that's been left with the keys in the ignition. Right. Jess, you idiot. This is great story. Craig is like, oh no, Jess is on the floor. So he's distracted momentarily. Yeah. Stephen backs the car up to the bistro, so he's facing down towards the rovers, and then Craig runs into the street to try to stop him. The Platts in their house, they're having a Platt chat, they hear this commotion, they come running out into the garden, just as Stephen guns the car and runs Craig over, (laughs) okay? Audrey lunges towards them and Stephen freaks out and turns the wheel, crashing the car into the Rovers where he dies in a collapse. In the Rovers. All the plats are watching. Craig is dead on the floor. Audrey's freaking out. The Rovers is is a pile of rubble. Stephen's dead. Waterford's sells the Rovers to Jenny for a cheap price. (laughs) Then we get the Rovers back as it used to be. And everyone's happy. Probably two of your scenarios had Stephen getting killed in them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was kind of going for end game. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't at all. He, he, he lives in all of them. <laughs> well, I was thinking, how can he get away with... I really wanted to have somebody get run over with a car. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, wouldn't it be brilliant if Craig got run over with a police car? And then I thought, but how could Stephen really do that without 
getting in trouble. You, well, you had a really good scenario. I enjoyed that. That yeah. was great stuff. Okay. I liked writing it. Love it. <laughs> Sorry, um, Craig. You, you definitely did. did a good job with that. Okay. Um, my final character then. This Who is, is it? This is somebody that I'm surprised hasn't come up really and even maybe even in your honourable mention because this is a character that like I am would really be happy to see the back of well not really happy that makes me feel bad but if this character left if this character if this actor announced that they were going to be going I'd be like oh well who is it I've just had a bit of enough of them this is this is quite a legacy character as well um so it's enough to be a shock value um I can't think of who he is it's Kirky Kirky! I'm killing off Kirk. Oh no! Yeah, sorry Kirk. Oh no. Um, you're just not as funny as you used to be. The writers, I, I think, Kirk used to not be quite so dumb. He's become far too much of a caricature. He's, you know, he's over 40 now, but he's still acting like he's, well, not even 14, maybe four. Um, I just, I just don't think that he has a place on Coronation Street anymore. And he ne- he never gets any big stories, does he? They even had the story of him and Beth splitting up earlier this year, which fizzled Didn't out really into nothing. So I don't think it it make huge ripples in Coronation Street um, storylines if he were to go. Um, Sad I, and, but true. But I, I've got, I, I'd want him to go out in a funny way. So I've got a kind of. Comedic story, really? comedic exit for him. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll butcher it when I'm explaining it to you because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not the world's greatest freak. comedian. Well, I mean, the thing is about Kirk is that I think we would all love him still if he if he had good writing. But that's that's kind of the theme. Was I mean, I someone... say that for, I said that for Gail, I said that for Craig, I said that for Mary. Was there someone who used to work on the team who? could come up with good Kirkisms or what? I don't know. Because they've just fallen off. Yeah, I just roll my eyes every time he opens his mouth now, honestly. You cringe. So, this is my story. Kirk Kirk somehow manages to rumble Stephen's plans during that whole takeover of the factory story earlier this year. So we're going going back six months or so for this. Okay. Um, And he's... Oh, no, sorry, that's not the right word. He doesn't find out about it. Sorry, he doesn't Makes rumble sense. them. He keeps spoiling them. I don't know what Oh, right. okay. He yeah. sabotages so, by accident. Accidental sabotage. This that's, is the comedy okay. of Stephen finding <laughs> Kirk unwittingly get, being a thorn in Stephen's side. Oh, I, like I think that. it'd be quite funny. Yeah. So, for example, um, during the vote of no confidence on Carla thing, Kirk accidentally fills that out wrong. Like, he ticks no because he thought that that's voting for how much confidence you have in Carlo or something like that. And Stephen's like, curses, you fooled me again accidentally. And the whole teacup thing, maybe Kirk um, accidentally trips up and spills the tea everywhere just as Carla's about to take a sip. I mean, Or maybe Kirk accidentally takes Carla's cup with the LSD and drinks it himself and nobody can tell the difference yeah, because he's a bit... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> he can't so, even tell the difference. He can't tell the difference when Kirk's on LSD and, reality you, and, and you can't. Yeah. So there'd be a variety of scenes like that where Stephen's about to do something and Kirk just gets in the way and, and, and Stephen gets totally fed up with this and he tries to sack Kirk for his incompetence at just general working at the factory but everyone goes on strike as what one is want to do at underworld yeah so steve says right the only way i can get rid of this perennial nuisance is to bump him off and make it look like a believable accident in the workplace so <laughs> then there'd be cue plenty of scenes of Stephen trying to kill Kirk. Oh my but goodness. Kirk has got no idea what's going on but somehow manages to avoid danger so like Stephen's gonna <laughs> 
push a pile of boxes on him and Kirk just kind of walks off and accidentally misses the landslide or maybe Stephen tries to run Kirk over with his own van and Kirk's there ready almost about to be run over but he spots something inane in the off of the side and he walks over and, and Stephen uh, misses him um, like he thought it was a hummingbird but it turns out it was just a moth yeah um, Stephen tries to get him to slip up but he, you know he puts some liquid on the floor at the top of the steps of the factory or something you know on the on the top yeah. floor and, and Kirk is up there and he's just about to slip on it but then he realises his shoe's untied and he bends down and he's like oh there's a there's a there's a wet patch on the floor there better put a, better put a sign on there so however Stephen is trying to bump off Kirk in comedic ways Kirk yeah. unwittingly avoids death it's kind um, of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Basically, yeah. So in the end, Stephen ends up making a little trail of midi ch- mini cheddars for Kirk to follow because <laughs> we know that he loves them. And this trail of mini cheddars is going to lead him up to the roof where Stephen is, is going to emerge from the shadows and just Ooh. give him a big old shove off the roof and Kirk tumbles through the air and Not lands funny. on his bonce on the on the floor no, below. He doesn't need But it. it's alright because he's landed on his head so it doesn't make any difference for him so he survives <laughs> for a little bit and he just kind of brushes himself off There's and no he's like oh damage. Stephen I just didn't see you up there I'm okay don't worry I'm, I'm alright <laughs> he's, he's got no idea that it was an accidental push sorry he thinks it was an accidental push from Stephen he's like oh don't worry Stephen um, so enraged Stephen comes down and, and, and offs this, this is going to be a bit like Tina's murder where you know she goes over onto the street and then and then Rob has to finish her off so maybe Stephen comes out of the factory and suffocates Kirk with a massive pair of granny pants or something nice and um, how he would want to exactly and and then he gets packed up into a box and Stephen drives him away in the underworld van to dispose of his corpse uh, probably in some kind of comedic fashion so yeah I I wanted to keep the comedy element there yeah I think that Stephen just getting more and more frustrated with Kirk first foiling his plans without realising it and then avoiding death without realising it. I think that could be quite fun to see. So you're envisioning Kirk as a sort of Weatherfield Rasputin? Yeah. Yeah, he just cannot die. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I like it. <laughs> but fate reaches him in the end. Yeah, just like Rasputin. I mean, I, yeah. I've seen the similarities for years between those two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's our top five. <laughs> I think that is good. I thought that was a lot of fun. I do want, just before we uh, finish, want to give a, a oh, yeah, shout out to a few listeners. We, we, we had some listeners on our Patreon um, say, because we, we always also post on our Patreon what's coming up as our bonus podcast. Navdeep says... Um, also a vote for Kirk here. Navdeep, oh. We don't have stories here, just some, some votes. Navdeep says, I don't think anyone would miss hearing his an endless mumbo-jumbo. Oh. Sorry, Kirk. Um, Rebecca has also voted for Kirk. Oh. But also Chesney. Yeah. Uh, Dom. I, I don't think I need Stephen oh, okay. to waste a kill on Dom. I think he'll be gone uh, before long. And Mary, Rebecca says. Oh. Um, so, yeah, me and... Me and Rebecca on a similar wavelength. Can I just say, a lot of these characters are sort of gormless or comedy. Yeah. I think that's just not fitting right with me. Which is weird because, you know, McLeod came in saying he wanted Return to classic Corey comedy. And and it's not worked for some of these characters. Yeah. Um, Rebecca also just wants Kate Connor to come back so Stephen can finish her (laughs) off as well. (laughs) Um, Nancy has voted for Craig. Um, Emma, she she sent us two because um, she didn't realise at first that it was... um, characters who weren't related to the storyline so she's got a few that are so she's voted for Audrey and or Gail but I mean I think I don't think that Gail has got any chance of being killed off which is why I was fairly safe and putting her on my list but Audrey who knows um Elaine she said 
she's got a massive target on her. We've said for a while, so I wouldn't vote for her. Um, and Faye and Craig as well. So Faye's going to come back and get killed off. <laughs> uh, Craig, she says, again, connected yeah, to Tim, Craig. but involved in the investigation, so also relevant, and also not a big loss to got the show. Got a target on his back. Um, she says... I can't put Sarah Louise down because I feel like I've grown up with her, but I can certainly see our argument that we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago about why she would be a good hit. Then yeah. she emailed back later and said, oh, just realised that uh, it's people that he has no chance of actually killing. So she's ended up with Sean, Simon, <gasps> Stu, Izzy and Kirk. So if we're tallying up the votes here, Kirk, Kirk's um, in danger. I'm afraid, yeah, you, yeah, you, you are in danger there. I can't but imagine. I think I think that Craig and Audrey are absolutely fine to have on these lists because I do not think that either of them have got any chance. Kirk and Audrey, Gail and Audrey. Kirk, no, Craig, Craig and Audrey. Yeah. No chance that they're going to be bumped off I mean, this week. And, and Gail. I'm holding out hope that there will be a surprise kill of somebody yeah. who's completely unrelated. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're putting this up on Thursday evening, so as of now... Which with death. It really, really is. I wanted to do it this week while the iron's hot and everybody's talking about Stephen. I wanted to have, to have a special Stephen-themed episode. Um, and I didn't have any other ideas for this week, to be honest. But... Um, yeah, I, I hope that Coronation Street doesn't end up killing any of these characters and then makes our list look stupid. But for the time being, <laughs> at least, that's our, our victims are still alive and those are our predictions. So yeah. uh, there They're we go. Really that's, no, no, not at all our predictions. They're imagination fantasies. Yes. Um, I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Did you like that, everybody? What's your favourite? Have you got any ideas of your own? Yeah, yeah. Send us your ideas about fantasy um, killings from Stephen. We how will... could how could the story have been different to get rid of somebody who you'd kind of like to see the back of? If they're too detailed, we will forward them to the police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, as, well, I'll repeat our um, notice, I guess, request, whatever, at the, as we said at the beginning of the episode. If you'd like the format of these top fives and you're not one of our patrons, you can sign up by going to patreon.com slash conversation street. I feel so bad saying this, but what it's the heck? Plug. It's a this is a plug. We've we don't do really it loads. Good this is a there, this is a plug for our for our Patreon. If you're on the bistro tier, then as soon as you sign up you will have immediate access to all 49 of our existing top fives and I, I'm going to say there's some good ones there there's a few that are fantastical ones there's like one like this. how would you use the volume wall which is one of my favourite ones we've done yeah and, and how would we want Coronation Street to end yes. we've done before yeah. there's an awful lot of um, like looking back about favourite barmaids favourite um, murders favourite characters yeah most recently or fairly recently watery moments watery moments was a good one so, uh, that went down very I well really, I really really enjoyed doing our top fives and um, if, as, yeah, if, you, if you enjoyed listening to this and you, and you like the idea of uh, everyone like, people on the internet like top fives and tens and things don't they that's a thing yeah YouTube loves it yeah so um, anyway Go and sign up for our Patreon if you want to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can carry on listening to our normal show for free. We'll be returning this weekend with our thoughts on Stephen's final week. We will, we will. So tune in at the weekend. Well, presumably final week. We don't know for sure. We know that he's going. Not 100... And I 100% honestly can say I do not 100% for sure know that this is his final week. But yes, it is certainly feeling this way. And no doubt, if it is his final week this week, um, we may well be doing a character profile of him fairly soon as well. So, um, thank you for listening, everybody. Nice list, Gemma. Thank you for preparing that. I like yours. Um, And yeah, like Gemma said, we'll be back just in a few days' time to uh, give our reactions to um, the drama of Friday. But until then, goodbye from me. Goodbye. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Goodbye.